The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Let some things be retrograde. Hi guys. So today I am going to do a special solo episode of That's So Retrograde because I feel like there's been a lot going on in my life and I've only let you guys in on a little bit of it. And I wanted to share my experience and also offer some tips for those of you who've been on a similar journey as I have. So I feel like over the last five years, we've really documented my singleness in a pretty true fashion. And over the last few years, I feel like it's become more difficult for me to talk about these things because I've been really going through it and really hurting and trying to you know, find my way to feeling good about myself in the context of not having someone and being really frustrated with dating and all these things. You guys know it's been a fucking journey. And so, yeah, I wanted to just come in and do a solo dating episode because I found love on the internet. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, but this is what happened to me in the beginning of February. And I've just been in like a month long love bubble and I wanted to come on here and share and talk about kind of the things that I did to really clarify and refine and get really honest with myself and also manifest, I guess, if we're still using that word. <laughs> no, we are. And I, I asked, you know, I crowdsourced a couple questions and I, I got questions about astrology and dating and dating on the internet and the moon rituals. And so I feel like it's just kind of a perfect convergence of your questions and what I did. So let's fucking do this thing. All right. Okay. Let's start with dating and astrology compatibility. Do I pay attention to it? Of course I do. It's very much of interest. And, but I I feel like my approach to it is a little bit less judgmental and a little bit more investigatory, I would say. I used to have a joke. um, I broke up with my boyfriend because I'm a Scorpio and he's a raging alcoholic. (laughs) We all have those judgments about the type of people that aren't compatible or, you know, we, we as Scorpios are Geminis. We all know that everyone fucking hates us. And it's just this broad generalization that I don't think serves us at all. But I do think that when you look at you know, the placement of the sun and the placement of the moon and the placement of Venus and Mercury and the rising. Like I, I mean, all of it obviously is something that can paint the whole picture of a person. But, but yeah, when I start dating someone, I want to know like those other planets, because I think that really says a lot, you know, like it's fine to know if someone like my guy, he's a Taurus and I'm a Scorpio. And I think that's great because I know that those are you know, oppositional, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that would be like great for us. I've dated other Tauruses who I didn't enjoy dating for various Taurus reasons. (laughs) But this case, in this case, there's like a confluence of things that I think are what is making us more compatible. Oh my God, Carlos is barking at a peacock. Wow. I get it. They're huge and weird. (laughs) They're so, peacocks are so beautiful, but they are humongous and They can be a little scary. I'm not going to lie. Anyways, astrology and dating compatibility. Okay. What I look for is I look for the placement of their moon so that I can understand the way that they relate emotionally. I look for the placement of their Venus so I can understand the style that they will love in. 
I look for their Mercury so that I can understand their communication style. And I look at their ascendant because I want to know how they're presenting themselves to the world. And I love apps like The Pattern and I love this other app called Time Passages. And then I also often consult with Shannon Naganza and uh, Danny Beinstein and I'll look at the Chani Nicholas uh, app and I'll just, you know, put together. And then, of course, her book, You Were Born for This. And then I'll put together a little bit of a picture of, you know, what the person maybe is a little bit like beneath their skin. Now, I will say that I, there's a caution against this because I've gotten into the situation where I like read something on the pattern and then, okay, like with, with my guy, like he, I have this like natural inclination to like nurture him and take care of him. And he is really receptive to it in life. But in the pattern app, it says like, I'm really nurturing and he's going to think that's annoying. So for like the first two weeks of us dating, I was like, do you think it's annoying when I like want to do stuff for you? And I was like being insecure and weird because I'd read this thing on this fucking app that wasn't reflecting how he was actually acting in real life. So I think just like check yourself before you wreck yourself on taking the information of the Astros over your own intuition and experience. Because it's just like, he's like, no, why are you asking that? Like, have I made you feel like that? And then he gets in his head and I'm like, no, I read it on this fucking app, you know, like that's a little too far. So just, you know, watch it on that. But I do think it's really, really interesting. And I think that if your your partner is someone who's willing to talk about it with you and kind of have fun with it and explore it. And I don't know, just like do a deeper dive on the way that you function individually together. I think that's a really cool way to get to know somebody. I mean, I know a lot of men aren't really super open to it, but maybe nowadays guys are becoming more curious because it is becoming more mainstream and it doesn't seem like this floofy doofy thing you read in a Cosmo magazine. It like feels like the culture is saying okay, we're paying attention to this more and more. So I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess, and ask them if it's something that they're interested in. And I think best case scenario or worst case scenario, well, there's a lot of different scenarios, but what I, what I think is cool, it's not that he has to be super into it, like his, on his own, because I've also dated guys who are like, oh, what are you? Are you like a Leo? And you're like, why are you so into astrology? You know, it's like that it's kind of feels like a creepy, like culty manipulation on their behalf to like get you to fuck them because they're into astrology. There's like, there is a bit of like new age fuck boyery that goes on with this stuff. So I don't know if you really want to find a guy who's like a hyper into astrology because to me, that's somewhat of a red flag. And I know guys will say girls who are super into astrology are somewhat of a red flag too. So who knows if what I'm saying has any validity, but I feel like I've fucked enough new age fuck boys to know a little bit what I'm talking about from my experience in these streets. But you do you. All I'm saying is what I think is cool is if he's like into it and open to it, but like doesn't necessarily have to be all about it, but thinks it's interesting that you're interested in it. And then because of that is willing to learn more about it and talk about it. And, you know, I don't know, give themselves context for themselves. Like, I think it's crazy now knowing what I know just even about my own personal astrology or the astrology of some of my loved ones, I think it's crazy that people don't know more about their astrology. I'm just like, whoa, like, how are you just driving out here with no map for how to reference why you feel the way that you feel about certain things and how you process things? You know, like, to me, astrology has given me such a lens into, like, my driving forces and energies to make me understand myself and come to peace with myself and work with myself to a more harmonious degree. 
I'm just like, you have a map living inside of you and it is to your benefit to take a look at it. So I think if someone can be open to that, then that's a cool position for you to be in. That's what I was looking for. That's what I wrote down um, in my manifesting, which we'll get to in a second, because I had dated that other guy. I remember I had dated my neighbor who I talked about on the We Met at Acme podcast. And he would like troll me and make fun of me for my interest in astrology and like joke around that he was doing moon pots and it was just like he was digging me. And that's fucked up. I've literally felt like I was like, like a religious person who somebody was coming for on their religious beliefs. Like you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't meet like a Christian person and be like, oh, that's so retarded. You believe in Jesus? Like, oh my God, like, let me go fucking sit in a manger. And you know, like that wouldn't be okay at all. So that's kind of how I felt when he was trolling me about the moon pots. A red flag that I didn't pay attention to soon enough. We'll get into red flags in a second. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, that's for what it's worth on the astrology thing. Also, I think cautioning against putting too much weight on it is also worth saying because I dated a guy in 2020 who uh, was my first neighbor that I had sex with. You know, I moved to this part of town and there was just a lot of interesting new hot people around. And so it was COVID. Like, what am I going to do? Not fuck my hot neighbor? Like, I didn't know where to find someone. So I did it. But he and I had the same moon sign in the same degree. And it made me feel like we had this like soul connection that despite the fact that he was like addicted to Adderall and did ketamine like casually, the first time that I met him, I snorted ketamine with him on his fucking patio at 12 o'clock on a Monday. And it was like truly one of the craziest things I had ever done. I was like, whoa, what has this pandemic turned me into? But, you know, obviously I now understand the therapeutic benefits of ketamine, but that was just like a very uh, intense journey. And he uh, you know, had two kids. He wasn't really taking care of with two different women. And just because of our fucking moon signs, I was like, he could be my soulmate, even though he was like chaos incarnate. So don't <laughs> overemphasize the astrology and not pay attention to who the person actually fucking is. Because in astrology, we all have free will. So though you might have a blueprint to be a certain type of person based on your upbringing and your own mental state, you can create a number of different circumstances based on what you have inside of you. So just because you have that in common with someone doesn't mean that they can meet you where you're at. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I mean, I knew it the whole time, but you know, when it's a pandemic and it's someone is hot and they're gardening all the time and they're really in close proximity with you and you like to fuck them, things get confusing. It's like, <laughs> what can I say, guys? It took me so long in my life as a sexually liberated modern woman to understand that it's very, very, very rare. Unless I'm fucking someone that I actually hate, which I've done just because they were hot and I was despo. Unless that's the case, by and large, it's damn near impossible for me to have sex with someone and not catch feelings for them, which is something that I've really wrestled with. It's so annoying. It's like, what do you mean I can't fuck like a man? Sure, I can. Like, I'm free, you know? And you, yeah, you are free. But what's actually good and truthful for you is likely not that. Just putting that out there because I, I spent a lot of years pretending that that was cool and that I was okay when... It wasn't and I wasn't. 
And then as it got way less cool, as I started to get older and really wanted to find somebody, my disagreeance between my action and my truth was creating a lot of chaos in my life. A lot of problems, a lot of disappointment, a lot of heartache because wasn't really paying attention to what was really going on. I was trying to make the situation fit what I what I thought I needed it to be. And that's something that I only recently learned to put down in, in a larger sense. So this is ringing true for you. If you're out of alignment and you're feeling like something is fucked up, it is. <laughs> so just stop banging your head up against it and take a step back and re-resource yourself outside of another person who isn't bringing you more joy. A relationship should be someone that brings you more joy. It should be an icing on the cake. It should be, uh, you know, dessert after the meal that is you. It should not be something that's fucking stressing you out or giving you a stomachache or you don't understand or you feel like you're not on the same page or whatever. Like, ugh, it's exhausting. Like, choose you. Choose you and then you will find an equal in relationship. This is what I have learned. Hi, guys. I hope you're loving this episode with Stephanie as much as I am. I'm really excited to talk to you about two of our partners today. First up is Ritual. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know them. I'm sure you love them. You know, we all deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to what we're taking every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms for your body we can actually use. What you won't find are sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants, plus the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design Make taking your vitamins easy. Who else is doing the minty burps? Anybody? I've been told from the powers that be at Ritual that if you do get the minty burps, you just should be taking it with food and you'll get rid of it. But I like them. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including D3, in just two daily pills. And the thing I'm loving about them is they've expanded into life stages for all of us. So they've got the women multi, which I take. They have a multi for men, which is great because so many guys I know are always on the search for a multivitamin and they usually ask the women in their life. So I highly suggest this one. They've got one for teens and prenatal, which a lot of my friends are on and have been recommended to take by their OBGYN. So we love that so much. And not to mention, your multivitamins are delivered directly to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering That's So Retrograde listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash retrograde to start your ritual today. It's always a joy to talk about this next partner. We're talking about Talkspace. Throughout the pandemic, I've gotten wonderful messages from That's So Retrograde listeners who have used Talkspace as an online therapy platform to help them work through some stuff because, hey, if anyone is not working through stuff in the past year, I've got questions. I want to I wanna know how you did it. Uh, I know for myself, just to imagine that this has been a whole year blows my mind. On top of that, I find myself thinking about 
you know, what's it going to be like when things open back up? And it can be really anxiety inducing in a very weird and foreign way. So it's so helpful to talk to somebody. And that's why I love Talkspace so, so much. They cost a fraction of what in-person therapy costs. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they will engage with you daily, five days a week. I really appreciate that they put a cap on that and don't do seven because boundaries are important. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. And hey, Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information, and they are complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. Guys, uh, we have a code for anyone who wants to try it out. As a listener of That's So Retrograde, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. So to match with a licensed therapist, go over to Talkspace.com or download the app. They make it so easy. You can start that same day. Make sure you use the code retrograde to get $100 off your first month. And it shows support for the show. That's retrograde at Talkspace.com. And you can also find all our codes for this episode below in our show notes and in our weekly little email that we send out. So enjoy. While you're working on manifesting love, you can also be working on paying off your debt, your credit card debt. I have a lot of experience with this, and I'm so excited that Upstart is our partner today because credit card debt is a bitch. We all have that one credit card that we have a balance on and we're afraid to look at because it will haunt us in our dreams and our nightmares and our waking life. And if you're avoiding your debt, it is time to confront it because it is only going to get worse and Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. That is so sick. They find smaller rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved this same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. I love this because when I got into debt, I was an irresponsible 20-something-year-old child. And when I was trying to get out of debt, I was in my 30s and I had more money to do it. But because I had waited so long, my debt had increased by a lot because of the interest. So sometimes, you know, you get to a place where you're more responsible and ready to pay off the debt, but you don't have the capital. And that's why Upstart is amazing because when you're ready to really face it, they're offering you money to take care of it. And I just think that that's so amazing because I can't tell you what a relief it was to finally in 2020 pay off that one credit card. Literally feel spiritually lighter knowing that I don't have that weighing on me. So if this is speaking to you in any way, if you have debt, if you're not looking at it, let's get you through this. Let's get you out of it. Go over to upstart.com slash retrograde and you will find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash retrograde. It's important to note that loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, your income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Check out if this is right for you guys, upstart.com slash retrograde. All right, now back to the conversation between me, myself, and I. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. 
As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. Let's talk about moon rituals. I have dabbled in moon rituals for quite some time. Ever since meeting Shannon, I think like three or four years ago, she would come over and she would help me do these big giant pots. And I'm sure you've seen the photos with her with her huge flames. And I had done my own little lists and manifesting and and just, you know, burning the paper throughout the years. But it wasn't until 2020 that I really, really got into the routine, every single new and full moon of doing these rituals. So how do I do it? So I've borrowed from Shannon, but I've sort of just made up my own thing. I think it's up to all of us to make up our own thing. Um, But this is how I do it. Maybe uh, some will inspire you to, to bring it to your own unique level and place and whatever you you like, you can put in there. So, okay, it's a pot. And what we do, my, my friend Sarah Weinchick and I started doing these every moon in July of 2020 after we had encountered some toxic people that I was kind of in the mix with for a second. They were these new friends and I'd gotten wrapped up in a toxic situation and I was really not feeling good about it. And her and I had run into them outside at this restaurant where we live and they were so callous to us made us feel so bad that we went back to my house and we were like, we need to burn everything that I've ever journaled about or in any way came in contact with these people because we were like, they need to be out of my energy. Like she had never met them before. She just knew the story. And she was like, we got to fucking clear. We got to get that shit out. And I uh, couldn't have agreed more because I also felt like fucking shit. So it's funny. The moon ritual actually came from a place of, of darkness kind of where I realized I had made an agreement with people that didn't have my best interest at heart and had gotten me into a little bit of a toxic mess. And I felt horrible about it. And I realized I was making some sort of choice aligning with some belief system that got me ensnared with these people. And we just had to fucking burn the fucking forest down because that was getting me way further away from a harmonious life. So that's a long story long. But so the pot is based on the astrology of the time. So I always look up the moons. I, I, I will read a Chani post. I'll read a Danny Beinstein post. I'll read Shannon's post. And I also meditate on what I feel is coming through me. So before I go to the, to the astrology, I meditate. And really during the moon cycles, I don't know if it's because I'm cancer moon, so I'm really sensitive to the cycles, but I really do feel that I become much more clear and aware of the corners of my psyche that need to move or shift or change in some way. Like during that, those times, just more energy bubbles up for me and and more things become clear. And when I tap into that clarity, I, I need, I love to capture it. So I'll meditate. I'll write down the words and the feelings that are coming through to me. That will inform what I put in the pot. So we, we have our own little meditation. We have, we look up the astrology and, and then it's funny because when you meditate and you reflect on yourself, it's, it's so interesting how time and time again, 
the astrology reflects what you're going through. That's what makes me so obsessed with this stuff is that I'm not trying to align with it. It's just that it's happening. And so when it becomes evident that what I'm understanding is the energy of the collective, it's a surrender that happens. It's like, oh shit, like perfect. I'm right on time. And it's a confirmation. And I just think it's like such a cool way to keep in step with reality, with actual reality, which is our sovereign reality of ourselves and our growth and our lessons and our community and how we can be better and do better. That is what I define as reality. (laughs) I don't know about you. Um, The larger reality is fucking spooky. And I'm just trying to keep a peaceful, beautiful energy around me so I can contribute in, in whatever ways are in my purpose. So Elizabeth told me to do a tight 10 on the moon. This has been a sloppy four. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. So we have a pot. We write down what we're channeling, what the astrology says. We make a list of the confluence of these two things. And then based on the themes of the season or the moon or what like the dominant theme of of what we're putting in the pot is, because also it's interesting when you do it with friends. A lot of times you guys are reflecting a lot of the same energies, of course, because you're part of the big thing, but it might be, you know, manifesting in different ways for you. And so I think the power of us doing it together also makes it more potent because it's just like more energy. Someone's listening to this and like, yeah, that's just basic witchcraft stuff. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a new witch. So based on these things, we will put together a pot of different spices, um, different oils, and different flowers. So sometimes, you know, like the last one we did or two moons ago, right before I met my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, it feels so funny to say it. Right before I met him, we did this only clear love pot. And it was like, I think all I put in the pot was like clarity. And and I wrote, I wanted to find an equal. Like, I don't know. I was feeling super clear. And we just put in sage and rose petals. And we put in a Palo Santo oil and squeezes of citrus. Because I always just something, there's something so, I don't know, just like rewarding about squeezing the lemon over the pot. And then we burned love candles. And that was it. But we've had pots where we put like tons of spices in and we're trying to like call things in or mix things up. And we'll always say like, all right, we're doing like cinnamon for this or salt for that or sugar for this. And we'll we'll imbibe these things with properties that represent the energy that we're trying to call in or release. It's really fun. It literally makes me feel like I'm in eighth grade who just watched the craft and like doing my own craft. And it's like so fun and actually fucking works. It's crazy. Here's why I think that it works outside of the ritual and the fun and everything that I'm describing, you know, the, the it's that when you put intentionality on something over and over and over again, it shows you the space between what you're saying that you want and how you're actually acting. And it kind of makes you get really fucking real with yourself where you feel like, you keep saying you want harmony, but you keep dating a fucking asshole. Like you don't really mean that you want harmony because if you did, you wouldn't keep choosing this stupid fucking situation. So it keeps you honest and it keeps you intentional. And anything that then comes into your energy that doesn't align with the pots over time, it becomes so much easier to say no to that because you're just like, no, fuck that. Like if I say yes to that, that's not making me more clear. That's really confusing things. And like, I'm just working on not getting confused. So like, I can't say yes to that. You know, you create boundaries with your intentions. And then we just burn it. And I always have, 
water on hand because I don't want to burn down the house or my neighborhood. And uh, then we light candles and then oh, we play a song. So we always pick a song that like vibes with the energy of what we're doing. And we sit, we kind of meditate, let it burn, listen to the song. And then we will use Cardsy B's tarot cards and we'll pull a card. Actually, just got a new deck, which I'm super excited to play with my friend Kat. She made this The Wandering Star Tarot deck. They're so beautiful. She drew all these. It's like wild. I'm so excited to try those. But we always pull a tarot card and then kind of talk about it. And then and that's it. And then we release it and we go two weeks and then we do the cycle all, all over again. And there was times where we were doing it with a few more people, a few less, you know, like We've never done it with more than four people in COVID, but I think, you know, in general, in a reality where gathering is cool, the more the merrier. But if it's just you, that's cool. If it's you and a friend, that's cool. It works either way. And if you have any questions about that more, like hit me up on Instagram or if you have any suggestions, hit me up on Instagram because I'm always open to learning or, you know, sprinkling more magic into what I'm doing. Sometimes I've put like crystals in the pot. I've put like money in the pot. Like you could put anything in there. I put weed in the pot. I put tobacco. I put, I think I put like chocolate in there. Like anything that has an energy and a, and a property that you relate to on some level works in the pot. Next thing. Was that a tight 10? That was, that was, that was 10. That was 10. I'm just impressed with myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then the last question that was asked was, how did you let go of the desire to find someone and be at peace with yourself? Now, First of all, I think that two things need to happen. You need to simultaneously be letting go of the desire to find someone. And by that, I mean operating under the self-delusion that there will be a person that will come and make you whole. This is a lie. You need to find wholeness within yourself. So that needs to be a journey that you're on through your self-work, whatever that looks like for you. You know, I've done coaching. I, I have uh, Shannon that I talk to all the time. And I've done readings with, uh, with you know, Remington and the Owl. And, and they've been like coaches to me and, and, and the Handel Group. There also might be room for therapy in there. You know, like anything that keeps you in an exploratory space with yourself Speaking with someone, I think that the value of coaching and therapy cannot be, there's no way to undervalue this. Like, it's so important to speak with someone who's going to reflect what you're saying and also say things back to you that might not really be what you want to hear. You know, I had run into a guy right before I met Jay that I'd run into a guy that I had this 13-year back and forth history with. I ran into him in the fucking mountain behind my house. It was the most insane, wacky like, I literally feel like the cosmos was like, ha, 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 ha. We're literally putting him on your path again. What will you do now, Stephanie? You know, and I'm like, part of me was falling for it. I mean, part of me was like, well, if he's coming back around after 13 years, he must be the one. This is a man who we are friends, but any time that I've ever tried to put anything on us after we've slept together, he fucking disappears. He is an escape artist and he is a freedom seeker and that is his journey. That is fine. I do not judge him for it, but that is not something that has or will ever work for me. So why now? You know, and I, but I felt like for some reason that I had learned this less of non-attachment from my next door neighbor. And I was convincing myself that I could be with someone who was never with me. <laughs> like didn't make any sense. 
But I was so convinced because of the circumstance, because of the 13 years and the running into each other. It just like, it all felt so like movie. And like, you know, I will tell that full story uh, at some point, but I, that that's not really important. It's not even really that interesting because the fact is it was such a test and I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it all the way until I spoke with the owl and I was all like, oh my God, this guy after 13 years, like he came back into my life and oh my God, he's probably the one. She was, she was literally like, no. <laughs> she was like, I knew you were going to talk to me about this because he's real handsome and real magnetic. And I was like, you can say that again. But this is not your guy. And until you stop convincing yourself that what you want and what you need is impossible to get and that so much less than what you need is enough, you're not going to find your guy. So stop fucking around with this dude and just step back for a second. And like, I was like, how am I going to find my guy then? Like, you know, and she's like, she said, it doesn't even matter. She said, you need to work on right now believing that you can find what you actually want, what you actually need. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I really thought that I was. But in hindsight, no. Saying okay to someone who can't show up is not what I want. That's ridiculous. So I needed someone to give me the harsh truth that I was fucking delusional and lying to myself so that I could return to myself. And that's what I was saying is that, so you need to have the, 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 the combination of experiences and the commitment to your own needs and your own self that are working together in tandem. And I, I feel like, you know, when we get older, we all want to find the one, right? We all want to find our person. And it gets harder and harder. And or as that's at least what I thought. And I stopped wanting to have experiences. But I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't opened up and, and said yes to these two neighbors and to this fucking 13-year journey. If I hadn't found out what was definitively wrong, there would be no way for me to know so fully solidly in my heart that something is so definitively right. Like I have no lingering questions because of what I experienced. That being said, I think that doing the work and doing the time with yourself to get into that relationship with yourself is so challenging. And I've been through so many dark nights of the soul and felt so lonely. So I feel you guys and I hear you guys. But you have to know that in order to attract love, I think. This is just what I really think. Because after I cut it off with the guy from the forest, I spent the whole month of January realizing that I needed to come into true surrender and acceptance with my life as it is right now, being completely whole as it is without a significant other. And I really, truly found that. I felt that in my heart of hearts that I was fully filled with love, able to give love to other people, didn't feel any sort of lack at all. Like I finally was at peace. And I think it's letting go of, you don't have to let go of the desire to find someone. You have to let go of the notion that finding someone is going to make you better. That's false. 
I think I said that before. I can't remember. It's really hard to talk to yourself for 32 minutes straight. But that's my main message. And also that not everyone you date needs to be the one. Some people are just for experiences. Some people are just so that you can see and reflect yourself and know your own growth. You know, you don't, you can't find love in a vacuum. You can't do self-work in a vacuum. You have to get out there and put yourself in situations that challenge you and, and stretch you. And that helps you manifest too, because then you know what to write down. Oh, I definitely really liked, like, because one of the qualities of the 13-year guy that I really liked is that he was my friend. Like, throughout all the years of him kind of being a fuckboy to me, he didn't know, by the way. We've talked about it. And he didn't know that he was, like, basically abandoning me from my perspective. He's just, like, the type of person who can just, like, fuck his friend and then not talk to her and then see her five years later and try to fuck her again. Like, that's just who he is. And I was agreeing to that. And But something that I loved about him is that he would come over and we would kick it like homies. Like, and I wanted to be with someone who felt like a homie. And I, he was the only example of someone who I had had that type of connection with. And that was another thing that I was kind of like, but this part exists, but it wasn't enough. But I could draw from that experience, put that in the old moon pot and sit and wait for it to show up. If it's not there, it's not there. And that's also fine. But going and manifesting and then sitting and waiting in that space is where you find yourself. And I think just to be more patient and graceful and loving with yourself as though you are the one that you love the absolute fucking most is the best thing that you can do in your singleness. But I did find him on the internet. <laughs> so there's that. Another thing, don't let your preconceived notions become your fucking dogma. That's what I did. I kept saying over and over and over again, I'm never going to find someone online. I must have said that a thousand times. And then on the last time that I talked to the owl, I was like, do we think he's on the internet? Yeah, we do. We think open up to it and it will appear. That's what we think. And the weirdest part, you guys, is that I found him on the internet and he was my neighbor's brother. He is my neighbor's brother. I'd been walking my dog with this neighbor of mine for a few months since the summer just, you know, friendly kind of neighborhood conversations. And I weirdly felt like we were supposed to like know each other more. And even though he was really attractive, I didn't find myself wanting to fuck him. But I found myself being like, there's something about this man that I'm supposed to like know better. Like he's like, I knew he was like the catalyst for something. And I thought it was, I, I could have had no idea that he had a fucking brother, but I just was feeling called to like talk to him and know him in a way. I go on the fucking app. I see this guy. I was helping my friend Alex out with her dating profile. And I was being kind of a hard ass on her. And she was like, you're such a hard ass. You're, you're like trying to make me make my profile this way. You don't even go online. Like you don't even mean it. You know, and I was just like ch challenging me. And I was like, shit, she's right. I'm such a hypocrite. She's like, why don't you go on Raya right now if you mean it so much? And I was like, you know what? I will. And I turn it on. I see Jay. I like him. I see that he liked me back. And I was like, oh, I got a connection. Put it down. Like, you know, I did my part, honey. And then I remembered his face a little while later and I went back into the app and I looked through his pictures and I saw him and I went to his Instagram and I saw him in photo with my neighbor. And I was like, and he said, like, happy birthday to my brother. And I was like, oh my God, that is fucking insane. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm not on this app much, you know, but here's my number. Gave him my number. And then he didn't write me back. And then I saw his brother 
a couple of days later and I was like, I matched with your brother on the internet. That's so crazy. And he was like, whoa, well, I'm seeing him later. I'll tell him to message you back. And he did. And the rest is history. So yeah, you just never fucking know, guys. You just never know. And it also speaks to something that I also thought, you know, before before I became fully at peace with myself, which is that I had this stupid notion that I couldn't be the initiator because I'd been the initiator so many times in my life. And I felt like I was aggressive and I felt like I wasn't picking up signs and I wasn't reading the room. And it's like, that's just because those guys were in my guy. Like, I don't need to change myself to match what someone else needs from me. I just needed to fucking be cool with myself, be cool with sending the first message, be cool with telling his brother that I ran into him, not be all weird in my head about like, well, he needs to message me and blah, blah, blah. like, no, followed my instinct, which was just to fucking initiate. And amazing things happened as a result of that. So also check where you're holding yourself back, where your ideas and your damage is preventing you from a connection. Because at the end of the day, it's so just worth it to put yourself out there because the right person will bite the line and you'll be in a harmonious exchange because they like the way that you are. It's so simple, but for some reason, it took me so long to stop being mean to myself and start just claiming what I wanted and what I needed. Um, and I did get very, very, very fucking specific with the manifesting. I wrote list after list after list after list. And I did all these fucking pots and talked about it endlessly with my friends. Thank you, friends. You're so kind and so patient and so loving. But it was work. And now it's amazing and I'm so happy. <laughs> but I wanted to share that because I feel like I've been like the single girl's guide to singleness for as long as everyone's been single. And um I want to be able to grow and to change and to talk about things from a different perspective. And I want to share that with you guys. And I want to just be in, you know, a more open, deeper communication about that personal stuff because, yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> Is there anything else on my notes here that I that I wanted to share? I don't think so. I think, oh, I guess people want to know one last thing about how to date in COVID. And I think it's just that it's about talking about it and developing a trust of that, like, okay, if you're going to meet up in person, like mine and Jay's first date was outside. And then I think we both really liked each other. So we decided that it was, it was okay to risk hanging out together inside. And we weren't putting anyone else at risk. He hadn't really been seeing anyone. I have like a really small pod. And I don't know, for me, this is just the way I've been operating and you can judge me or I don't, you probably won't judge me, but I know people have their own feelings about things. But for me, it's just like taking assessed risks for yourself with regard to protecting the collective. So that's what we did. We just, every time that I dated any of these guys, I talked about it with them. I asked them who they were seeing. I asked them like how big their life was. And I just, I did the best that I could. And, you know, thankfully I never got sick. Nobody got sick. Everything is fine. And, you know, I came out the other side as someone's girlfriend. <laughs> I think it's so funny that it matters to have a label. <laughs> My very special friend, 
Um, that's what he once called me before we talked about it. LOL. Okay, I gotta go. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. And um I'll see you. I'll see you next time.